but I also need to have my wine accessible, so I'm trying to position this so that I don't... Good lord. What is happening? I don't know. It's being <laughs> fucking dumb. Hold on. Okay. okay. Yeah? Okay. Ready? I think we are... Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. It's been a while since I've been on these mics i know i actually when i was pulling this stuff out i i almost forgot to bring your cable because for the longest time it's just been me plugging into this plugging into that so that we can remotely record which (laughs) so i was like i don't even need this other cable it's been a godsend for a little while it has like it's not the best thing because i do like coming here to record but at the same time it's like i'm glad we have that outlet because it's a trek i mean it's not a, it's not an unusual trek for me but it's also it's, it's yeah. not around the block no it's not it's not and i do appreciate that you come here to my home i honestly love it because it's <laughs> nice escapism for me <laughs> well so. i'm so willing to come to your home whenever you're willing to i know me. i'm like <laughs> every time i clean my house i'm like okay i think it's time maybe you even floated it like recently you i were did like, float I need it. to have you over next time and i was like oh I my god it. yes <laughs> i said it yeah because after we watched our how did this get made last week i was yeah, like okay yeah. next time you know my house so we'll see i was super swiped and then here we are but it's okay it's all right whenever you're ready i just ready. know that we cannot record at my house because my dog would not allow it look all the interruptions my cats have made though <laughs> If anything, the be- our best bet is understand. now because she just got groomed, so she's not going to be tippy-tapping everywhere. Her little nails are trimmed. Yeah. Yeah. And I trimmed my nail- my cat's nails today. I need to start learning how to do I that. I have little so scratches all over my hand because Chips would bite me like <laughs> when I'm trying to do it because he's a scumbag. Oh, Chips. Well, talking about bites. <laughs> Speaking of Speaking bites. Speaking of bites. Look, there is nothing I love more than a shark movie. Which is why I, I don't want to say I suggested it. You brought it up and it was, we were in limbo and you're like, do we do this movie? And I thought, okay, it's seasonal. Yes, festive. And you love sharks. So let's just fucking do it. Yes. My favorite thing is a shark movie and my extra favorite thing is a festive shark movie. And this one I feel is more successful than some of the others that I've seen because I'm a shark movie connoisseur. So I have seen many, many shark movies and all of the Sharknados. I've seen all of the Sharknados. See, I didn't see any of them. So this is the first kind of outrageous shark movie I've seen. Oh, yeah. But I also haven't seen like the more serious ones like Deep Blue Sea and... Oh, Deep Blue Sea is one of my uh, top Like I haven't seen movies. any of those. You know what I mean? So it's like... You've seen Jaws though, right? Yes, I saw Jaws. Okay, but Woo. at the same time, it's like... I feel like there's no compare. Like Jaws is just a classic. Oh, absolutely, and yeah, nothing really comes close to Jaws. But I do deeply enjoy Deep Blue Sea. I, that All was right, a, I'll add that to my cue. Yeah, no, it's it's a wonderful shark movie, and it's the thing is with with shark movies, I feel like they're either really good, like high production value, great celebrities, like they bring in all the big guns, or they're absolute shoestring budget B C level movies actors you've never heard of they're filmed in locations where you would never expect to film a shark movie and everything about them is just bargain basement level 
shark movie. And that's what we just watched. That's what we just watched. (laughs) That's what Santa Jaws is. The best part was you have seen this before. Yes. Oh, a few years ago. So I wasn't fully remembering what happened. I have not. I had a handle on it. (laughs) So it was fun to watch together. And I think there was one part that I literally gasped. Like, it's not a scary movie by any means. <laughs> no. But at one point, I was like, <gasps> only because it was, like, just a knee-jerk reaction. But given the CGI of this movie, it's not terrifying no, at yeah, all. No, there's nothing to fear with this shark. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd hang out on that dock any day. I don't think I'd be... Given I'm not as festive as most people during this time right, of year. Right, and the shark, Santa Jaws, is only attracted to Christmas things. Right, so, so I think I'd be totally safe. Yeah, you're probably fine. So what made you gasp? Oh my god, when um Josh, the brother, oh yeah, yeah, got shanked skewered by the candy cane horn <laughs> because the shark became a narwhal out of anywhere. Yeah. Like it was just, I mean, this was a wild story. Yes. And I'm going to say a story because it's based off of a comic that a child wrote. Yes. And that also accounts for the the body count because I think in a lot of these shark movies you can kind of tell who's going to die. And that's mm-hmm. the same for that's just the same for a lot of movies. I think you can kind of pinpoint who's going to die. And people, certain people are safe. They have their plot armor because they're connected to the main character in a certain way. Where you can kind of be like, all right, well, they can't kill this person. But right. this movie killed everyone. Literally everyone. Literally every single character. So nobody was. Safe. We were left with the creator. That was it. You think that the mom made it? And in the very end, the shark pops out of the water. And like, I had a her. solution at one point, and I thought that that was going to come to fruition, and it didn't. But I think we should start from the beginning, because my first reaction prior to know... I mean, we already knew it, because the synopsis tells you that a kid wrote a comic, and the comic comes alive, basically. Mm-hmm. So we're starting at a dock with a girl begging for her life from a very (laughs) weird fucking Santa. Evil Santa. An evil Santa. As he's credited. (laughs) He is cross-eyed. He looks really dirty. Probably an alcoholic on drugs of some sort. Reminds me of um, Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa. Yes. Yes. Yep. But I think I'd probably bone Billy Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah, no, this was worse than that. Again, bargain basement, bad Santa. (laughs) Bargain basement. Not Filene's. 99 cent store, bad Santa. Dollar general over Dollar Tree. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Five below. No, five below is, (laughs) don't even put five below in this category. Oh, take that back. Sorry, my bad. Okay, so he's about to attack this girl, and he said that, like, you need to be sacrificed to, like, the Santa gods, whatever the fuck he said. Okay, right? She needs to be sacrificed for, like, reasons. Reasons. Christmas reasons. Christmas reasons. (laughs) And then I guess her boyfriend shows up with a shotgun, and he's like... The euphemisms back and forth were kind of fucking dumb. Oh, the puns were amazing. Oh my throughout, god. Throughout throughout this movie, throughout the, the whole were movie. Amazing. But Santa takes his coat his coat off and he puts his arm he puts him up, you know. Put him up. Put him up. Um his forearm tattoos say Feliz Navidad and <laughs> I died and that was when I said this we picked the best That's movie. when you know you're in for a good time and then immediately the boyfriend says to you in jingle hell and then they start fighting it, like the 
Oh, the puns. The puns are so The puns so are great, good. but also realizing, okay, this kid is writing a comic. You're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what a kid would write in a comic. Exactly. So, yeah, this opening scene is not actually part of the movie. It's just a comic that he's writing with his friend, Steve. I think that was his yes, name. Which I have thoughts on Steve. So they're writing this together and... And you find out that his friend Steve is a writer, he is the illustrator, and they they collaborate on these comic projects. Correct. So now, at that point, the evil Santa goes into the water. Yes. Gets shot into the water. And gets eaten by a shark, who then takes over the evil Santa vibe. He and then he steals his hat. Oh, I'm sorry. We should say she. Santa Jaws is a she. This we'll is get a into very that too. powerful female queen shark story. I'm a fan. It was a very deep backstory that I didn't think yes. was Yes, and necessary. we got it all within about 20 seconds. We like, did. It was real fast. <laughs> it was. It came out of nowhere, and we're like, oh. Oh. Okay, yeah. Fine. All right, then. So our main character, what the fuck is his name? I forgot. Um, Cody. Cody. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Cody works or hangs out. <laughs> we're not sure. Don and I both looked at each other at the end of the movie. We were like, wait, didn't he work at the comic book store? He didn't <laughs> just hang out there. Parents implied that he just hung out there, but we we thought that he worked there. But right. And his we don't know. boss is weird, but I would also say that like kind of up my alley a little bit yeah he was he had a really good sense of humor which is what i'm highly attracted to yeah and i think he was the actor was taking his role seriously but not seriously to the point where you could tell he was kind of enjoying it and i think he ran with it i liked it yeah i think he really embodied what his character was supposed to be so regardless of whether or not the character itself was attractive, the guy who was playing it kind of made it more enjoyable. Very well put. So they're going to have their like holiday party, which honestly only consists of three people. Yeah, the comic book party. We we actually don't know what the guest list was. We never find out. (laughs) Never. But like definitely the four of them or the three of them. His name is Clyde, right? Yeah. Clark. Clark. Which I was wondering if it could be a... I was... Go ahead. Go ahead. To National, National Lampoon's. <laughs> I thought the same exact thing. I, I hope so. Right. So Clark like hands him Cody like a pile of like a thing, a string of lights that's all tangled. Mm. And the first thing I said was I would have thrown those motherfuckers out. I would have not even it's attempted. It's not worth it. Not and can I tell it. you throughout the movie whenever we saw a string of lights they were tangled. And I'm like does anybody fucking buy the wheel so that it's nice and you don't have to fucking or deal with this. just know how to, like, you wrap them around your you arm. You wrap them. You yeah. do the eight. The yeah, figure yeah, eight yeah, yes, the on figure your eight. arm. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, nobody, nobody People are fucking stupid. knows anything about that, apparently. Wrong. Exactly. They're horrible. Wrong. They're wrong. wrong. They're horrible. I do that a lot. Do you notice I say wrong when I'm, like, annoyed at something? <laughs> yes, I think you actually said it to me once when it didn't make sense, like, contextually. And I was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, wrong. And you're like, what's wrong? <laughs> Not okay. If I had a buzzer? Yeah. That's my buzzer. Wrong. <laughs> er, wrong. <laughs> um, He also used the term to fix it to Houdini that. Yes. And I kind of liked it because yeah. I'm like, I may use that from now on just because... 
I found it kind of creative a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think you had to listen closely to his lines because he sort of was a mumbler. I kind of got the vibe of a, like a stoner vibe from mm-hmm. this guy. And so he was sort of like, yeah, so, you know, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And you had to listen very carefully, but I do think he had some sort of clever, funny, witty line. And I wonder if any of it was improvisation or, you know, if it was all scripted. But I, I feel I like got- the whole movie could have been an improvisation. That's fair. I think all of Cody's lines were scripted. He took it very seriously he did i didn't this hate kid him was committed to the role i found him a little annoying but you see okay like he was annoying but at the same time i feel like his like you said he he stuck to his lines he committed so i i found him realistic in a way because mm-hmm. i mean i think i've met one or two people that are just like him i i mean how old would you say he was in this movie 12? He was in high school. No, oh, no, older. Okay, so 13, 14? I wouldn't say much. 15, 16. Oh, Lord. Okay. I wouldn't have said much older than like 13 or Because I think the brother's a senior, so he's probably a sophomore. Okay. Well, I mean, when I was- Because we're talking about school because the, the brother, the, the the friend yeah. confronts the brother- Right, you right, know, right. Very weird, yeah. random confrontation. About stereotypes in high school. It's very moving. It came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're at least like two years apart. He's the senior. He's the jock, whatever. And then they're like the younger. Okay. Well, I mean, like as, as someone who had like a late birthday in the year, when I started high school, I was still 12 years old. I turned. Oh, wait, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. Hold on. <laughs> when I started high school, I had just, I was Baby still genius. 13. <laughs> <laughs> I was 13, but I turned 14 that November. So like when in September when we started school, I was still 13 and I turned 14 in November. Understood. So like in my head, if Cody, Cody's like a freshman in high school, so he could be 13 or 14 years old. That's where I'm getting that. Okay, that works. But I mean, so it's good logic. My whole point of even mentioning his age is that I just feel like he behaves like a teenager. He he does, but he also has a weird mature sense to him. Uh, he's a little whiny. <laughs> no, he's a little whiny, but I also feel like his logic to certain things is kind of advanced. He's not- in comparison to the okay. friend or. I'll, His brother seems like a fucking dude to do. I'll, a dude to do. In comparison to him, though. I'll like, allow he's it older. Because I do think, especially in these types of movies, it's very easy to get annoyed with the main character for just making stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I felt angry with Cody for that. Like, I don't think he ever made a really stupid decision. He was just kind of annoying because he was a teenager and was, like, petulant and kind of obnoxious towards his family when it didn't necessarily need to be that way. Right. But that's normal. Like, teenage rebellion is normal. It's just kind of annoying to look at as an adult and be like, oh, oh my God, just, like, get over yourself. Fair enough. Because this is how we get into the mess. His mother gets a phone call from the school saying that he's been posting inappropriate cartoons on Instagram or, you know, whatever social media exists. Snapstagram. (laughs) Yeah, we'll come back to that in a second. But uh, about, like, the principal of the school, and apparently they're enforcing a new student uniform that he's not okay with. He thinks it's fascist and totalitarian. And it's like, okay, dude, like, 
I get you're trying to find yourself and you're working your way through your little philosophy. We're not in Riverdale. Yeah, but like, all right, just. Uh, so his parents ground him and he's really pissed at them, which is why he then is mad enough to initiate the events he, but, that then occur. But he needs some help. He needs help. Can't do it by himself. Papa comes in to save the day. I can't even say it. Papa. 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 Gives him this magical pen in a wooden box that we can't translate till later. For all you Doctor Who fans, does it not look like a sonic screwdriver? But, you know, Don Don doesn't know about this. Don't make me seem like (laughs) an... Yeah, so it's a magic pen. And he starts outlining his drawings with this pen. And, like, muttering about how much he hates his family. (laughs) Right. there's that. (laughs) More so his mom. So, like... He never pointed out anybody else but the mom. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of the family to get fucking demolished. Yeah. It's a little strange to me. I guess maybe that wasn't necessarily his intention because the that box did the inscription on it said something, you know, beware of the consequences or whatever. So maybe even if he had just intended to invoke this Santa Jaws to kill his mom and the people who piss him off, maybe it was just an unintended consequence that Santa Jaws preyed on everybody. Right. So it's before he goes to bed, right, that he gets the pen. Yeah. It was like an early Christmas gift. Right. And then he wakes up the next morning. Papa is waking him up. I even hate saying it. I really don't. Yeah, like it. I don't like it. Dude. I'm gonna call and him I don't, grandpa. I don't... Can we just call him grandpa? Please. Okay. That was my <laughs> whole question in the beginning. I'm like, can we just say grandpa? Like, why do we have to? And then you made a point to say it's what the kid chooses. Yeah. And I don't like that answer either. Well, I'm sorry you don't like it. <laughs> but sometimes it's what the kid can say. Okay, grandpa. So pa would be enough. Papa or papa is a no. No, 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 no. If you're going to take any syllable off of a word, just pa is fine. Yeah, I mean, pa. you can eventually, I guess, browbeat them into saying what you want to say. But I know that like a couple of my friends, they grew up calling their grandmother Gaga. Why? Which... Again, I mean, they because that's all they could say at first initially, and then it just stuck. Like, nobody ever corrected them or said, you know. So, I, Grandma's Lady Gaga. I don't like this. <laughs> They're her little monsters. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, you don't have to do it that way. My niece used to call my dad Pop Pop, but, like, that was fine. But it was, I don't mind Pop Pop. But, like, now, or she's, Pop. now she's calling them, you know, like, Grandma or grandpa, and then the last name of either like our family. We did or, that too. Yeah, which, we did that too. Which is like interesting because you know people do do that, but when I was growing up, we had separate names for both grandparents. Uh, like my mother's parents were grandma and grandpa, but my dad's parents were Grammy and Pop Pop. And I don't. That's know, not awful. I don't, I don't know how that, that happened. But that's how it went. (laughs) See, and me, it was just literally grandma, grandpa on each side. And then my mom's side doesn't have any kids except me and my brother. Mm. So I didn't have to really worry about differentiating for the most part. Yeah. Except my dad's side. So I would be like grandma and grandpa whiz. Mm -hmm. And then my mom's mom's parents were just grandma and grandpa. So that was it. But at the same time, it still stayed grandma and grandpa. But I just added whiz to the end for when it came to just differentiating between the 
the four. Yeah. But it's just interesting because it's like it's like whatever is normal for your family. Like that's what you just perpetuate over time. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. So I guess they call him Papa. But we're going to call him Grandpa because Please, we're both Please, because I fucking hate it. We're both uncomfortable with that. So Grandpa wakes him up on Christmas Eve morning and says, let's go fishing. It's our annual Christmas Dang. Eve fishing trip. You know, I know you're grounded, but I'm going to take you out anyway. And so- then... I'll take you to your comic book party. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll sneak you into your comic book Christmas party. Which I feel like all grandparents are that awesome. Like, oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like my There's grandpa no would have done it. My grandpa used to, uh, he would watch like weird fucking movies with us, even though we probably shouldn't have been watching them at that age. This is honestly the thing I'm looking forward to the most about being an aunt. I cannot Uh, wait to corrupt these youths and not suffer any consequences. Like, I literally sat there. um, I'm trying to think. I was... Okay, when my grandfather passed away, I was 12. 12 or 13. A few months prior to him passing, he was watching us. And I was like, can we watch Twister? Oh, I love Twister. I, I fucking love, love Twister. That movie. I love Twister. I wanted to be a storm chaser for oh the longest God. time. And like the soundtrack did not have to go that hard, but it went so hard. Bill Paxton, R.I.P. Oh, Bill Paxton. That and Titanic. I mean, man, that. that God. Hard. Yeah. Ugh. We lost a good one. We there. really did. But not to get totally off track, <laughs> but just saying like grandpas really fucking do the work. Mm-hmm. Like I think grandpas are the ones even like my grandpa was my dad's dad he was the one no offense to my other cousins he would always say like i was his favorite oh snap going public with some pretty serious info. no because i was the one that like <laughs> all the kids would play and i would sit and actually talk to him you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i would be the one that like wanted to know about his day mm-hmm. even though he just sat at the kitchen table all fucking day but that's fine it's a great day <laughs> It's a great day. That's what I aspire to. <laughs> I could stay in bed all day. I yeah. totally get it. I can't wait for, for my, my kids, my, kids I pr- my my niece and nephew to ask me, what have I done all day? I'm like, oh my God. Well, I stayed in bed I all day. I binge watched this show. Yes, I binge all of this series. You should watch it, by the way. It's I totally watched True Blood again. Yeah, your mom will hate it, but you should watch this. <laughs> That's me. And like my friend's kids are like my nieces and nephews. So I'm like, I am ready to show them the way. Corrupt. Just corrupt the youth. I want to be this grandpa. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get back to the movie. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So they go on the fishing trip. Everything seems hunky-dory. They are sharing some eggnog, some festive eggnog. That's one thing about this movie too. Love eggnog. They love eggnog. They are agnostic. (laughs) (laughs) So Cody. Wow. Cody knocks the thermos of eggnog into the water. And that was a Yeti, too. That was a nice fucking thermos. Yeah. And Santa Jaws comes right on over because that bitch loves Christmas. And anything related to Christmas, she's all on top of. So she comes right over, snatches up Grandpa in her jaws, and takes them on away. And Cody's like, oh, fuck, that really sucks. And then he, like, runs yeah. home. There's no... S- there's no sadness. There's really no grieving in this movie. <laughs> There's like shock. They kind of and the shock. On. They accept it, and then they're like, "Yeah, we need to save the next person." Shock and moving on. So Cody runs home and tells his parents, "He's like, oh my god, Grandpa got eaten by a shark. Pretty sure it's the shark that I drew to life with this magic pen." And they were like, 
you're a fucking idiot. You're totally lying. So now you're grounded twice as hard and go upstairs and like leave us alone to do our normal Christmas Eve things. So he does. But- the best. And then he goes upstairs and he changes because you cannot defeat a shark without a Christmas sweater. Yeah, and you know what? Good on him. Be festive if you're going to do festive things. Sure, but I feel like now that we know that he likes Christmas shit. That's true. He should be putting on Halloween costumes. <laughs> Just wear all black. To repel. Do what I do. Yes, yeah. Always do what John does. Yes, except I'm wearing red today, so that's odd. I almost wore a Christmas sweater tonight because I was like, this is our festive Christmas up. I should be festive. And then I was like, you know what? No. It is, and we Never mind. really awesome gifts to each other. We did! We had presents, and it was fun. Lisa won. <laughs> no, look, it's not a competition. It kind of is. <laughs> I came into this like, I'm going to have, she's going to- I'm so pleased with Jaw my to the floor, and then I opened mine, and I'm like, oh my god, it's great. And then she came with the zinger of the part two, and she's like- because we're doing this and we are going to see last podcast on the left in May and I am so fucking excited and I just gave her an Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> pillow and I am I to be fair I think my jaw is, it was still on the floor that was the intention uh, the I'm order at which we open stuff to is wrong <laughs> but whatever everything is fine we had a lovely Christmas we did. We did have a lovely, lovely Christmas. A lovely hate it, watch it Christmas. We did. So anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, now I'm lost. I lost my place. Um, okay, so. Yeah, Grandpa's gone. Grandpa's gone. Everybody's like, fuck off. And so Cody runs to the comic book store and is like, holy shit, Santa Jaws has come to life. We need to do something. And obviously his friend Steve and Clark are like, what the, what are you talking about? I do have a little side note about Steve. Okay. Our Asian friend. <laughs> yes. The only minority in this movie. <laughs> Correct. Did you happen to notice, I feel like his his mouth didn't match what was coming out of it? Um, Not that he was dubbed, but like I didn't feel like anything lined up with how he was talking and how his mouth was moving. I think maybe I did notice at times that he had a slight accent and maybe that's why maybe i felt like there was some weird delay i don't know why though they i mean they could have dubbed so maybe he did have an accent and they were trying to fix it up i don't know but i would like watch his mouth and i'm like this isn't really matching with what he's saying yeah i i found him to be one of the more awkward characters Mm. that we dealt with and possibly that was part of it it was just like his speech didn't quite i don't know flow in the right way and and i don't i don't know necessarily why that was but i he was uncomfortable to listen to except in the actually in the scene with josh i think like he he did okay like did you notice it in that scene because i thought that the whole thing about the stereotypes and stuff i thought that no that was a little more normal normal yeah i wonder if maybe there was some sort of interference with him in earlier scenes where maybe they had to adr afterwards and be like dubbing over maybe i don't know but at any rate they're all like what are you talking about this is absolutely ridiculous and then this is when we get santa jaws and her background because (laughs) immediately steve is like um well you need to correct your pronoun usage because santa jaws is a she 
And we know this because she was, you know, like the runt of the litter. She was bullied by other sharks. And then something, ha- what happened to her? She ate the evil Santa. Is that it? And then she got bigger, stronger, faster. There was some reason why she got bigger, stronger, faster. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Me neither. Okay. Well, regardless, it's a she, girl power, and she loves Christmas. Or Christmas shit, anyway. Does she love it or does she hate it? And that's why she's attracted. She's attracted to it. So you tell me. Are we attracted to what we love or what we hate? Or both? Could be both. Could be both. That's a very existential question that we do not have time to address tonight, I think. Not for this movie. (laughs) Not for this podcast. Different podcast. So they find out that Clark sold the Santa Jaws comic to a neighbor of Cody, who is a girl he also goes to school with and has a crush on. Jenna. Jenna. The only Jenna in town because Clark says he sold it to Jenna and they immediately know who he's talking about. Well, he did say she's new in town and so that kind of narrowed it down a little bit. Wow. Giving a lot of credit to the writing here. That's so nice of you. Only at this point because (laughs) everything else I'm not a fan of. That's so kind. So they go to Jenna. They're like, hey, we need this comic book back because obviously there's a problem here. Uh, She says she doesn't have it. She must have left it on her dad's boat. So they have to go get it at the boat. Meanwhile, Cody's uncle, Uncle I was going to say, can we get to him and his wife? And his wife, I think, wife or girlfriend? Wife. They were married. Okay. Georgia. on Georgia. The Snapstagram she's model. A, yeah, she's a Snapstagram model. And by the way, I just Fuck can't stop all saying of us. Snapstagram. I, I actually really like that as a name. I think that's better than Instagram. I think so, too. And Because yeah. not all grams are Insta. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can post them instantly, but you could still see a post from the past. Right. And you so, could post something from the past. Right. Yeah. Snapstagram feels more accurate. And I feel like it's rivaling Riverdale in their attempts to try to avoid brand usage. So Absolutely. I think we picked this movie perfectly. <laughs> yeah, this it was, was excellent. It's it, really hitting all the A lot of common bases. themes. So they go to decorate Uncle Mike's yacht. And by they, I mean Uncle Mike and Georgia. And by yacht, we mean just a boat. It's literally just a boat. It's not very impressive. And while they're there, Georgia's trying to get some photos for her Snapstagram followers. And her poses are terrible. She has a nice body, but literally nothing else. And Uncle Mike is trying to decorate. He drops, what does he drop in the water? Christmas oh, the lights. lights. Oh, the lights. lights. They're all... Ta- no, they're stuck to the propeller. Yeah, they were tangled around the propeller, which summons Santa Jaws. Mm-hmm. So she comes trolling along, and she eats Uncle Mike. Very sad. We were all very sad to hear this. And then Georgia goes back to the house, and she's freaking out, and she's like, oh, my... Oh, not the, not the house. They go to the restaurant, because Cody's parents own a restaurant so she goes to the restaurant she's like oh my god mike got eaten by some creature and then the parents are like oh fuck do you think maybe cody was right about um, about uh grandpa that's crazy so then the brother runs off to comfort georgia Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh we should go try and find cody because this probably all goes back to him so they go find cody at the comic book store right i don't remember anymore no they were looking for him at the comic book store but he hadn't shown up Oh, yet. right, right. Because they were at the... Okay, so then they were at the marina. Because then they... Yes. Okay. I'm remembering now because now they're at the marina to get the book, the comic book back from Jenna. While they're there, by the way, this random elf is sitting on the side of the docks. 
And Santa Jaws pushes a boat into his legs. They Severing. They sever <laughs> the legs. And at that point, he wobbles on his knees yeah. or what's remaining of his legs. Which is probably not possible. No, the CGI was awful. Yeah. And um, he ends up just falling into the water and then getting Being fully devoured. eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like a pretty bad moment. And While then, they just stare at him. Like, yeah, nobody try to tries help him. to help him. So rude. And then that's when Josh and Georgia show up. And then they're like, fuck, we got to do something about this. And then they go to hunt down the explosive slash explosives. It's just an explosive. So this is a really strange scene for a lot of reasons. First of the all. The fact that we picked up on it is wild. I know. So first of all, Josh and Steve run off to find some weaponry because they d- they figure out that they can only really wound the shark with Christmas implements. Mm-hmm. So they need to arm themselves. So Josh and Steve run off to a random shack in the middle of a bayou that apparently contains explosives. But before we even get to that, they have this really weird conversation about high school stereotypes. It came out of fucking nowhere. It was so strange like steve just confronts josh and is like why do you treat us like shit and i'm like yeah it's not the time you and your friends really ignore us and and don't they you act like we're invisible and then josh is like well isn't it also a stereotype to say that all jocks are you know bullies to nerds and it was just (laughs) it felt like it was supposed to be a profound moment but it was so confusing and so random that it was like we got Why no contact prior. Like, that was the Yeah, whole we never thing. saw any bullying on no! either side. In fact, it almost seems like Steve was the aggressor in this situation because as far as we knew, Josh was a perfectly nice guy. And then Steve suddenly comes at him and is like, you ignore us. And, then, and Josh is like, "What? I mean, what are you talking about? Like, what is happening? So there's that. And then Steve comes out of the shack with a giant cardboard box that says danger explosive. In the singular. In the singular. Which we only note because Don and I thought that was really funny that there was just one There's explosive just one. in this box. So then they bring it back to where Cody and Jenna have gathered the Christmassy stuff to, to kill the shark. And now the box says explosives, plural. So we've picked up some explosives along the way and we are ready to attack this shark. Right. Like now we know that it needs to be plural and that's... Yeah, we needed more than one explosive for this motherfucker. So they they get some Christmassy weapons. There's like a crossbow wrapped in uh, lights and a spear wrapped in lights. And I think there was like a candy cane crossbow arrow situation. So they're trying to kill this shark. But unfortunately, Georgia dies in this attempt. Thank God. Yeah, we were waiting for that. Didn't come soon enough. <laughs> right? Like, how did she not get eaten on her reindeer raft? Yeah, she had a reindeer raft. And she was taking some pretty instagram I didn't think those shots. existed. Snapstagram. I'm sure they do. Right, but I was just surprised. Because it's like, well, it's summer. So why would there be a reindeer raft? I like, it was weird. summer. What? It was Christmas. I know, but I'm oh, saying. Oh, you mean, like, yeah, why would they have a Christmas-themed raft for something you would use in summertime? Correct. Okay. Okay. Like in a pool. Yeah. Fair. I mean, there are people who live in southern states who celebrate Christmas. I don't care. We don't care. We don't care about those people. Clearly, because they're horrible at dealing with sharks in the bayou. (laughs) They have no idea what they're doing. So poor Georgia gets lassoed. (laughs) Lassoed by Christmas lights, which is... The best thing ever. Amazing. I mean, Santa Jaws has a lot of talent. We got to give it to her. 
So uh, we she do. Did. She and did. can we also just make a point to say that like she's not that big? So how is she ingesting all of these people? Oh, Sandra, I thought you meant Georgia. No, like, well Georgia's fucking thin. She's not we know that. Anything. <laughs> but no, Santa draws. She's, she wouldn't even have eggnog. She's yeah. She's well. Okay. Small. This is a thing that occurs, and they keep defining her as a great white, which yeah. is not happening. This is a thing that occurs in a lot of uh, shitty shark movies, where they the scale is constantly changing. They'll have the shark appear, and it seems to be massive, but then they show it swimming, and it seems a lot smaller. It's just it's an issue of scale and the fact that they don't really maintain continuity about how big this shark is. If you've seen a lot of shark movies, you you would know like this is just like a thing. <laughs> this is a thing of bad shark movies. They're never the right size. I was going to say, you <laughs> are the pro. That's why I asked. But at the same time, this particular shark, she, we only really ever see her fin with the hat on the it. Santa hat. And then when we do see her full scale body, it is small. So we're not getting really any type of reference to what her actual size is. Sure, but it, but they keep saying great white and then they'll they'll pan to either the fin with the Santa hat on it or her full body which literally looks like what I'm now showing you hand to hand. Like it it doesn't look massive to the point where she is ingesting all of these people. It's possible she's not consuming them maybe she's just killing them and letting their bodies i think she's eating them all i think that's the whole point of the movie she's eating all of them well i mean and i do think that in the scenes where we see her actually eating somebody like biting like at the end when she eats the mom you can kind of see her scale in that you know the mom is being dragged into her mouth like she's definitely big enough to consume a human being and I know we're talking about multiple human beings, but I, I I mean, there has to be allowance for the fact that this shark is not real. So we can't necessarily. No, we have to, to play by the rules. Standards. <laughs> we have to play by the rules. If we were not. Okay. If we were not criticizing this movie to the extent that we are. And a shark is a shark, right? Yes. And that's what we see on the screen. Yeah. That size shark. We're dealing with not only her eating humans, but also what they're fucking wearing. And it's Christmas Eve. So they are wearing legit, like, I mean, the one guy was a fucking elf. Like, he was in, like, this huge cotton getup. Grandpa was wearing, like, a lot of fucking clothes. He's also sort of kind of eating, like, electrical devices. I she? feel like... She, I'm sorry. Come on now. Excuse me. <laughs> Watch your um, pronouns. <laughs> I know. She's eating, yeah, literally anything that's kind of thrown in the water at this point. So the fat. It I, is a lot. It is a lot to consume in a short period of time. That and like, for is shark. it digested properly? Like, how is she still hungry? Yeah, even for a shark. I, you know, the so like the biggest great white shark is like approximately 20 feet long so she was not 20 feet long yeah i mean and and even at 20 feet long you know that's max if you like swallowed humans end to end and you fit humans all along it you know that's like what four three people depending on how tall they are if you have five foot humans that's four humans right but these people are less or are, are probably taller than five feet so like it, it it's still too much for any we had one two three four five six 
Seven. We had seven. Yeah. High body count. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, yeah, that's, it's just too much. It's too much for any one shark to eat. And want to keep going. Yes. I mean, I get she was supernatural in a way, but still, it's just, she became a narwhal for a little while. She sure did. Yeah. We'll get there. Before we leave Georgia, we, we do have to talk about that moment where Uncle Mike was trying to help her take her Snapstagram photos, and they refer to dog-walking leotard incident? I would watch a whole movie about that. What do you think the dog-walking leotard incident was? I'm afraid. Did he attempt to take a photo of her in a dog-walking leotard and it didn't go well? What is a dog-walking leotard? Or was dog wearing a leotard? No, I don't no. think the dog okay. was wearing a leotard. I think she was wearing a leotard to walk a dog in. But why would you need specific clothing for that? I don't know. That was a very weird. It was a very strange thing to depict and like just bring up in general. Like, I mean, there could have been way other things like this was better than your fashion week, whatever, like something like more relevant. Right. uh, But like it was a very obscure and weird reference to me. Nothing we can really decipher. So no, but yeah, enjoy that. Would watch a movie about that. Mm hmm. I also would love to know, so whenever the shark is getting ready to attack, they hear jingle bells. Where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? It can't be coming from underwater. You can't jingle bells underwater. Well, clearly this fucking shark can. I mean, again, fictional and like fantasy. Is it from the hat? Is it almost like the Jaws music? Like, if the people in Jaws oh. could hear the, the Jaws Yeah, but they music. hear the jingle bells. Right. But what I'm saying, like, is it similar to that, but in this dun movie, it, they can hear it, the jingle bells? Because I do think they were, like, this movie was not taking itself seriously, so I feel like that could It's the same idea. They, they were almost, like, aware that they were in a bad shark movie. <laughs> so, like, right. so maybe this was just kind of, like, a quality of it. And and we know that this is part of the shark, or I'm sorry, the the Santa Jaws lore because they make reference to bells on shark tail ring. So, like, obviously, is it weird that I kind of liked that? No, no, it's not weird because that's exactly why we do this podcast. This is a perfect example of I hate it. Let's watch it because it's so bad but at the same time you're we like kind of like this it. is amazing <laughs> what like who we're came defining up with our name right who now came up with this bullshit what what we eventually realize at some point is that the magic pen given to cody by grandpa has something to do with why santa jaws has come alive so we have to go get the pen and Clark, the owner of the comic book this store. This was a weird turn. It was events. so weird. And I honestly, I have to say this is probably, I've seen this movie before. And this was the first time that I kind of put two and two together as to what was going on here. So they go to get the pen because Cody left it there. He dropped it right. at some point. You know, they took all we the- We saw it on the floor. Yes. But not like it being picked up by Clark. Like it just was on the floor. So we're like, oh, we forgot it, whatever. Yeah, he Clark does pick it up later, though. He finds it. And so he draws himself a girlfriend named Svetlana. Who can't speak English. Who can't speak English or any language that we're aware of. I don't think she even yeah, says she a word. she doesn't speak. And then he draws himself a whole buttload of cash, too. So he's he's been using the pen for his own devices, and he tries to run away with it. 
They have to chase after him. He runs to the marina for some reason. Like he's gonna make a grand escape on his little fucking when you know when you know the pen made the shark right. That will kill you. And like, where's he going in this little tiny boat? It's like it's a dinghy. Like it's not a yacht. It's not a boat that can. No, you're fucking foot pedaling long distances. So I don't know where he's making his escape to, but he's gonna do it. Jenna very selflessly sacrifices herself, diving onto him, grabbing for the pen, and then uh, she gets the pen back to Cody. Yeah, she chucks it to him. It's a great throw. And then she gets consumed by Santa Jaws. Clark also gets consumed by Santa Jaws. It's very sad. And this is the point at which where you're like, oh, fuck, literally anyone can die because this was the love interest. This is the person that was that should have had plot armor because they were so close to Cody. And right. now, now she did. So that was that was a sad moment. But even then, he doesn't cry. It's just nobody cries at any deaths in this movie. Laser focus. When did um? When did Steve die? Steve dies too. When did he die? He died when they all got together and had the crossbow, and they were like, "We have a plan." And he had the the ornaments, and he was about to get the ornament. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Steve died too. We got, like, nobody left, basically. And again, nobody cried about it. Yeah. Nobody was very, sad about very it. Very business-like. It, it was very, like, we are aware that the apocalypse is occurring, and we must do something about it. And there was no time to mourn. Speaking of an apocalypse. Oh, no. We saw a trailer for... <laughs> are we really going to divert to this? I, I have to divert to it only because... After we finished this movie, there were suggestions. Lamageddon. Lamageddon. Look like we filmed it in our backyard. Yeah. Don and I could have produced this movie ourselves. It was wild. Yeah. And um, I don't even that recommend that you watch the trailer. Don't, don't even watch the trailer. <laughs> it was it's fucking pathetic. dumb. Ugh. I don't even know what the outcome would be. Yeah. No. I think they used real llamas, too. They looked pretty real. Right? Realistic. I mean, the llamas shoot lasers out of their eyes, so I'm sure they there's CGI involved, but for in general they looked like real llamas. Sorry for the tangent, but I just found that to be you said apocalypse and I Yeah, our eyeballs were violated by this, so we just have to talk about it because otherwise this is a crime that is going unpunished. Right. So please please don't watch it. Yeah, that don't movie. direct your attention to it. I don't like it. I don't like Shouldn't be that there. that was you should have to pay to watch that. You you should have to pay for it because then when you're done you're like, "Oh, I'm being punished." Like, yeah, yeah. Like this is my It shouldn't be free. This is my price for watching this. Garbage. Absolutely. It should not be free. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm so sorry for going off no, on that. No, that's that's okay. I mean, it's kind of in the back of my mind too because we did watch that. It bothered me a lot. Yeah. It's offensive to the eyes. Oh. Uh. So back to the shark. Yeah, back to the shark. So now we've just got immediate family left. It's mom, dad, and brother Josh. Right. And the parents have finally come on board. They realize that something is going on. They go. They try and create a battle plan. They've got a fucking blueprint for a trebuchet. (laughs) Which was kind of started before they even unraveled it. Right. Which was weird. Yeah, like they've had this plan. They've really wanted they to They were going to make a catapult. Yeah, they really wanted to build this thing for a long time. And this is finally the occasion where one would do so. And they're going to chuck 
Three French hens. Three French hens, two, two turtle, turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. So fast. Wow. wow. Merry Christmas, y'all. So they want to do this because they want to blow up the Santa sure. Jaws yeah. with something Christmas. With something Christmas related. Because you have to kill it with Christmas. You have to kill Santa Jaws with Christmas. I feel like I've been killed with Christmas. We all have been killed with Christmas. So they stuff these French hens with gunpowder. Gunpowder. Delicious. Build their catapults. And then they're like, we're just going to chuck these fucking birds at the shark in hopes that the shark will eat. And the minute they, the minute the shark ingests very, the chick like the bird yes very similar to jaws where once yes jaws bites the uh fire or not the fire extinguisher wow the um scuba tank mm-hmm. that then you shoot the scuba tank and then the whole thing explodes so exact same concept here but except with french hens. hens yeah which i don't think we're really french hens. with I think yeah were with gunpowder stuffing you know if you don't make your own gunpowder from scratch store-bought is fine yeah i mean i think that's how i eat my chickens and turkeys and stuff gotta like have that. a little gunpowder on everything it's like salt and pepper right so everything's going very poorly with this plan they can't shoot the hens right at the shark i guess to be able to shoot them so one the final hen falls onto the dock and brother josh is like oh fuck i'm gonna go fix this and he runs down there with you know to retrieve it right and while he's on the dock, uh, Santa Jaws comes right up and spears him with his with her uh, candy cane horn a la narwhal situation. So gutted him. So crazy. I will say Dawn reacted very dramatically. That was my, that was my jump scare moment. Very dramatically to this. And I wasn't expecting to, but I think just the fact that like I knew he was going to die. But not in that way. That, not in that way. Yeah. Like, I thought he was just going to fall into the water and be eaten. But the fact that, like, Santa just came up and just was, like, fucking speared And, like, him. speared the fuck out of him. I literally gasped out loud. I was like, <gasps> yeah, he was and a- it was bad. It was, I, I it he- made me look like I was ignorant <laughs> to the fact that this movie is shit. He was a Josh kebab. And, yeah, I have to say, I didn't react to anything as dramatically in Malignant as Dawn did to this moment. So that's a badge of honor for me. I feel really dumb. <laughs> no, because, like, Malignant, I don't want to. No, no, I can't go yeah, into okay. a tangent on Malignant again. Yeah, I don't want to do let's that. Not. So, okay, so Josh gets skewered, and then the dad, for some inexplicable reason, jumps jumps into the water as though he's going to be able to pull Josh off of this candy cane horn and save him. Like, sorry, he's been gutted completely. Like, this this kid is dead. You cannot do anything. So Santa Jaws eats the dad. And at this point, you're like, oh, fuck. That's like almost everybody. And just the mom is left, and they're kind of sitting there having this moment of like, oh, my God, everybody's dead. What the fuck do we do? And then... Cody's like, the pen. I need to draw something. I need to fix this in the comic. And here I am saying, just fucking take the pen and stab the page. Yes, very much Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter for all of those people who will get that reference. But he doesn't do that. But his I can't remember why, but they like are wrestling over the pen. Something happens with the pen where the pen falls onto the dock down below. Right. And 
you're like, well, that's just a death sentence. Even though you think that now the shark is dead because when Santa Jaws comes back around, they do manage to blow him up with one of the her up with one of the turkeys. Whatever. So Santa Jaws comes out of the water then, and that's when Santa Jaws starts eating the mom. And Cody's like, fuck, I got to do something. So he draws a little speech bubble and says, the person who kills Santa Jaws gets a Christmas wish. And the speech bubble says, I wish for my family back. Right. Bloody, bloody, blah. And then stuff happens. Lights shot. And he burns it. That's what happens. He burns. Yes. He burns burns the the comic. comic. And for whatever reason, this immortalizes (laughs) the story as is. And then he wakes up in bed on Christmas morning. Everybody's fine. Everyone's alive. Grandpa, mom and dad, Uncle Mike, Georgia, uh, what's-her-face, the girl Jenna. Jenna. Steve. Everybody's fine. It was all a dream. all a hallucination. So let's talk about this. So I think we kind of figured this out when we talked it out earlier. So Grandpa gives him the pen before he goes to bed on December 23rd. When he wakes up on December 24th to go on the fishing trip, that's all a dream. Yeah, the whole thing. And now the weird thing is that he doesn't remember any of Christmas Eve because he says to his mom, like, uh, fucking yesterday, like, everybody died or, you know, implies. Yeah. And she's like, uh, no, you know, the the dinner that we do at the restaurant was a huge success. Yes. And, you know, you were at your comic book party being a nerd. And he was like, uh... But I think that was supposed to be Christmas Eve. That was Christmas Eve. But, like, he has no memory of, like, the Any actual actual Christmas Eve. So, like, not only did he have this dream, but he dreamed for so long that he forgot the actual day that happened. Dreamed for so long? Yeah. Dreamt? Dreamt? I think you could say dreamed. You can say dreamed? Why not? Prove it. Tell me I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're much better of vocabulary, <laughs> but I feel like dreamt... Trump's dream. It sounds fancier, but I think you can say dreamed. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. Ever seen Lamez? No. Oh, okay. That's a song in Lamez called I Dreamed a Dream. It's like hanged and hanging or hung. I hanged and I hung. <laughs> right? Like, which one's right? Well, hanged, I think, specifically refers to a noose hanging. So why wouldn't hung, hung to mean the same thing? Because hung is like I hung from a tree the other day. Like, Could be from your neck. Having fun. <laughs> no. no. It, uh, uh, it, it becomes hanged once you die. Is that the rule? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. That's the rule. Anyway. He dreamt it. Right. So, so like assuming he had a dream, he must have had a dream from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Right, that was his sleep. That was his right. So he sleep. completely missed Christmas the Eve whole day. day. So he was he doesn't remember sleep for twenty four hours. No, because he went to his comic book party, according to his mom. Fuck. So he just lost time there. He just completely lost time. Okay, <laughs> which which is wild. But yeah, so he learned a big lesson about appreciating his family, and uh, that that's the lesson here. I think this this movie took a lot from Home Alone because there was a lot of animosity towards family, towards respecting authority in the family. Deep, deep. This was my hot take that I that I mentioned. Because he's so mad at his mom and his parents earlier in the movie and wishes that Santa Jaws would come and kill them, basically, and realizes that once they're dead, he loves them and 
wants them back. It's not a perfect analogy to Home Alone, but I felt that same energy of a kid being like, I don't appreciate my family at all. And then at the end of the movie is like, I love you guys. Never leave me, please. Mm-hmm. Interesting. One thing we did not talk about, and I think we should at least mention, is that everybody wanted to call the cops on this Santa Jaws. <laughs> and, and we kept saying it. We're like, I don't think the cops are going to help. Yeah, what the here. fuck are the police going to do about a Santa shark? Like, seriously, what are they going to do? They would have to call the, the Coast, Coast Guard. Guard? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But nobody even mentions the Coast Guard. They're like, call the police. Call like, the police. It's not like you have a murderer running around killing these people. It's an actual animal. Yeah. A marine animal that we're hunting here. Uh, and then also the dad blaming everything on global warming was kind of funny, that too. That was funny. It was funny, especially to me, because shark movies always blame global warming. Really? It's it's totally a thing. It's, it's like... It's well, I mean, always- a Sharknado... Yes, that's the only explanation. That's, yeah, weather. But there's also a lot of, especially in um, any movie that has like Megalodon or some kind of ancient shark. Did you watch The Neg? I did. That I did movie not. is not good. I it is not. not good. I was very disappointed. I in took it. How Did This Get Made's, you know, depiction yeah. and I just ran with it. It was not very good. But I love Jason Statham. Just not and I love Ruby Rose too. I, I mean, Ruby Rose had a kind of minor role. Jason Statham was fine. The woman that they cast as his like romantic interest was a bit wooden. Like, I just, I, I don't know. It was. <sighs> It was boring. It was a boring shark movie. But is that a real thing though, a megalodon? So yeah, I mean megalodons did exist, but like thousands, millions. So is it a shark? Like what is it's a it's a big fucking shark. It's just a big fucking shark. It's a big fucking shark. So why is it called a megalodon? Is there any type of like Mega is big and Odon is tooth. So big fucking teeth. Well, thank you for helping me with Big that. Big fucking teeth. Yeah. Sharks are fucking cool because they've literally been around for millions of years. They're older than some trees on, or I think all trees actually, on this planet. So they're they're standing the test of time. They're perfect predators. But that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, what I what I was going to say, so like any sort of like ancient shark that they resurrect for these stupid movies like Megalodon or, or you know, some other kind of weird species, it's always like, oh, the glaciers are melting and there was like a per- perfectly preserved megalodon in this glacier and now it's defrosting and coming back and eating everybody so they're they're big on the the global warming angle in shark is that what we have to look forward to in real life i mean we've literally had 60 degree winter days in new york oh i mean like we're totally fucked as a planet but i don't think we're fucked in the way of like a prehistoric shark defrosting from a glacier. Great. Okay. There are so many other things that are going to kill us, but that's probably not one of them. Okay, great. Yeah. I was just making sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I know plenty of things that would kill me first, but yeah, (laughs) I'm glad to know Megalodon's not going (laughs) to. And also as Jenna said in this movie, just stay away from the water. Yeah. Don't go near the water and you're fine, which is, the problem with most shark movies you are the closest to the water though that's true i'm pretty close to the water so you need to come more towards me <laughs> yeah but i like going to the beach or like just honestly live at work i would love a good to, middle ground. i would love to get like a little bit bit by a shark just like a little bit a little nibble i don't think that's possible i think you just you know, your foot it totally is most shark bites the majority of shark bites are exploratory bites 
where they just do a little chomp to see if there's if you're something that they like to eat, and then they let yeah, go. Yeah, blood. The minute you bleed, <laughs> no, you're done. No, and then they really they're like, oh, this isn't a fish or this isn't a seal, and then they swim away. They don't want to eat humans. Sure. They don't. Don't buy into the propaganda, Dawn. If you if you know anything about sharks, they do not want to eat humans. They only they only really eat them. So I mean the people who die from shark attacks, most often it's the bigger sharks that are doing their exploratory bites that um, are a little bit less exploratory to humans because that they have such like high pressure. You just proving my point. But but they're just they're just testing. They don't yeah, they're testing wanna, and they take a whole fucking limb off. They don't want to consume Like, what's her name you. that doesn't have an arm anymore? Yeah. I mean, she goes back in the water. She's cool. She's probably not going to get attacked again. It's it, You could die more likely to die by, like, a cow or, I think, vending machines actually kill more people than sharks. A vending machine? Yeah. Well, that's a whole gluttonous situation, so I'm not <laughs> even going to go into that. Just saying. Sharks are not the enemy here. Respect no, the sea. sofas are, and that's what we're going to get yes. into next time. Yes. Wow. Great segue, Dawn. So, yes, next time we see you, we're, we're going to skip a week here because I will be in Florida. And I just need a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Dawn would like a vacation. It worked A staycation. Out. But we're going to come back, and this is one of the movies that was recommended to us after watching this masterpiece. So we're going to be watching a movie called Killer Sofa. You can find it on Amazon Prime. And I don't know where else, but definitely there. And it's exactly what it sounds like. The trailer seemed very promising. And can I say the production value is way better than this Better movie? than Lamageddon. And Lamageddon, and even this movie. Really? Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's a little darker. It's like, hard I to mean, tell from the yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, Australian. So uh, it is Australian, who knows and the sofa looks there. super friendly. Given, oh my god, it's got little eyes, like little little button eyes. But it's killing everybody. So we're gonna depict and you know decipher and fucking rip this movie apart. We're really next excited. time. Yeah. Don't forget another season of Emily in Paris is coming out. Don't forget. Don't e- don't you dare forget. Don't you forget. How we will cover it to, unfortunately, our... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will double up on episodes, though. We yeah, we can't do... do that to ourselves for 10 yeah, weeks. We can't no, do it. No, we're going to do two episodes of Emily in Paris per hour episodes. And we have a couple of other movies in store. Oh, yeah. We got a lineup. We have a lineup. Don't you worry about it. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I am excited for Killer Sofa. I'm so because excited. I did not know it existed. And watching that trailer, I was very, very surprised at... It actually looks a little scary. It does look a little scary. Like, I'm, I'm a little concerned. There was one moment where they had a really creepy girl in there. And I said to you, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Like, I, everything was fine until that moment. Then I was that like, That was oh a weird... God. Yeah, it looked like it didn't belong. Yes. Yeah. So I guess we will find out. Yep. And I will hide behind my pillow. Don will laugh at me. It'll be a good time. It'll be great. It'll be better than malignant. <laughs> so many things are. Oh, guys. Hope you all have an amazing holiday and a happy yes. new year. All the happy holiday feelings. And yes. let's all have a better 2022. I think that's a good goal. For God, you. yes. Yeah. Until next time. Ho, 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 you son of a fish. That was excellent. Thank you.